This is the Reds Hot Stove Room. The Reds are on the radio. The Reds Hot Stove League is brought to you by the Holy Grail Banks Tavern and Grill, Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, JTM Food Group, MSA Architects, Thompson McConnell Cadillac, and by Document Destruction. The Reds Hot Stove League is also brought to you by... And this one belongs to the Reds! Hot Stove League on the Reds Radio Network. And welcome back to Glendale, Arizona, everyone. It is the Reds Hot Stove League presented by Budweiser with Doug Flynn. I'm Jim Day. Reds losers today 14-12 to to the Chicago White Sox. But we've got some exciting news to bring you officially. In addition to you've become accustomed to Marty Brenneman and Jeff Brantley on the Reds Radio Network. I'll be sitting in the chair when those two are off. And you've been grown accustomed to Doug Flynn, my broadcast partner today, filling in on some games on the radio. And we're excited to announce a couple of additions along the Reds Radio Network broadcast team. Adding color commentary this year will be former Reds pitcher Sam LeCure and the gentleman on the phone right now, Doug Flynn. And that would be the all-time save leader in Reds history. He is former Red Danny Graves. Danny, how are we doing tonight? I am doing very well, guys. It's so good to hear your voice, Jim. I know I'm going to hear it a lot this year. Doug, it's always great to hear your voice, man. <laughs> hey, congratulations, my friend. This, uh, you will be so good at this. And just when they start talking about former players that know the game, love the game, and can articulate the game, I'm not one of them. But you certainly are, my good friend. <laughs> no, you're, you're too kind. Listen, I, I'm, I'm so honored that this was even an option, that uh, my name was brought up to do this. Um, and, and I can promise I'll do the best that I can. Um, but it, it's, it was kind of a no-brainer when I was asked to be able to do this with Jim Day, of course, and, and then obviously Marty Brenneman. How do you say no to something like that? And um, it, it's just it's such an honor, man. I, I can't even, like, put into words – exactly the feeling of this I, you know I, I was t- telling somebody else earlier that I feel like I just got called up to the big leagues like this is my first big league call up that's how excited I am about this because you know I've never been able to, to be fortunate enough to have that opportunity to do a major league game I've done a lot of college games I've done a lot of little league games for the little league world series but now to be able to do a major league game and it's for the Reds I mean it couldn't get any better than that well, you earned it on the field, obviously, and uh, let's talk about the broadcasting you've dabbled in, Danny. Uh, you've, you've earned it as well on the broadcast side. Get fans up to speed on what you've been up to as far as broadcasting over the last few years. Well, you know me very well, Jim. I love to talk, and it's hard to get me to stop talking <laughs> at times. So, Likewise. Um, yeah, so I, that's, why, that's why you're so good at what you do, too. I mean, uh, you know, I... I I'm able to stay in the game uh, and cover Major League Baseball as an analyst for uh, a variety of, um, of different entities. With One's MLB.com, ESPN Radio, uh, MLB um, Network, Sirius XM Radio. Um, so there's a lot of different things. I'm doing some college games with CBS Sports Network. Um, but this is my way to stay in the game and my way to stay involved. You know, So uh, to me, to be able to talk – 
and get paid, it's just it's such a blessing, right? I mean, <laughs> I used to think yeah. playing and getting paid was great, but now being able to talk and not have to exercise or run or anything and still get paid to do it, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> hey, do we have to give you a raise now at Fantasy Camp? No. You know what? I will take a pay cut, Doug. That's how, that's how okay. excited I am about this. I don't even care if you pay me for fantasy camp anymore because this is like <laughs> this is almost a dream come true. As much as I love fantasy camp, to be able to do this with the Reds is amazing. And, and I know you've been a part of this for a while too, Dougie, and I know you have a blast with it. And uh, I, I just, you know, just glad to be a part of this team and, and being able to follow you guys. Well, and hearing you on broadcast, you have, uh, you know, you've not been shy to share your opinion on many subjects. So uh, I'm not sure you're going to be a guy that uh, when you played, you know, you, sometimes you got to call it like you see it as an announcer. And you didn't always like what the announcers had to say during a game. But I imagine you won't shy away from that. You know, I really won't, Jim. And, and I'll, I'll do it. I'll try to do it as respectable as I, as I possibly can. But I think. The listeners and fans want to want to hear people's true opinions, and you know, there's a. When I was playing, I obviously was outspoken and probably said some things I I shouldn't have said. But listening to the media talk about me playing um, and my performance, I had no problem with, you know, the media saying that I was terrible, or if you guys said I was terrible, because you guys also praised me when I was good. You know, and I think it's basically it is what it is. If we're not good, we should be able to handle it. And if we're good, we should be able to handle that too. So, um, like I said, I'm not going to disrespect anybody, but I feel like I will tell it like I see it. And I learned that from guys like Marty Brenneman, listening to him for so many years. Hold on. Marty gives an opinion? (laughs) (laughs) And it's a valued opinion, right? I love Marty's opinion. Uh, are you a big saver metrics guy? Because uh, it seems like I've heard you discuss that once or twice out here in Arizona. You know, I, I'm going to believe in saber tooth tigers before I believe in saber saber metrics, Dougie. <laughs> I mean, I, I just I just can't I can't wrap my brain around that stuff. Um, and, and I I get it. I understand that a lot of teams nowadays are going with the saber metrics and going with the numbers. But I still think the majority of the game is what you see with your own eyes and, and instinct and not just what you see on paper because it doesn't always work out on paper. So it's that one time that it works, that's when the sabermetricians say, wow, aren't we geniuses? But, you know, what about old school? There was no sabermetrics when you were playing, Dougie, and, and I think you had a pretty decent <laughs> career. A lot of guys you played with and against, same thing, but it's by instinct and what you see with your own eyes. So. Not that I absolutely hate it, but I definitely don't like it. <laughs> Game's changed a, a little bit. I mean, it hasn't been too long since you pitched at the major league level, uh, Danny. But uh, what do you think of the, the game nowadays? Do you still enjoy watching? I do. I, I do enjoy watching it. Um, I just wish that there was uh, not so many outside interferences as far as, you know, worrying about the pace of play and um, – worried about how many trips to the mound and these kind of things. And to, to me, it's like, let baseball be baseball. It's the only sport that doesn't have a time clock. So why are we trying to change it? Why are we trying to rush it? And, you know, Major League Baseball has made billions and billions of dollars every single year off of these 30 teams. And now you're trying to shorten the game 
and change the game in different ways, what's an extra five minutes to watch a game or an extra 10 minutes? And nobody's forcing anybody to watch the games, right? Like you're not forcing somebody to sit there in front of the TV or sit there at the stadium for four hours. They enjoy being there and they want to be there. So to me, the, those kind of things, the outside part of it is, is what really bothers me. Um, it bothers me when people say that Joey Votto doesn't swing enough. He takes too many pitches. And, you know, just, just let baseball be baseball. Let these guys go out there and compete and, and, and see what they can do. Speaking of timeless, can you hang around after the break? Of course. So I talked too much and right, got to got... the first break, huh? <laughs> no, not at all. We're going to have more with you. He's the newest addition to the Reds radio broadcast team. His former Red, Danny Gray's. More with Danny on the other side. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by Budweiser. With the Reds Pick 6 plan, you choose any six Reds home games and save up to 25%. Whether you want fireworks Fridays, collect the season's bobbleheads, or see the Reds tech on the Cardinals or Cubs, the choice is yours. Plus, you get six McDonald's extra value meal vouchers. How are we looking? Purchase your Pick 6 plan today at Reds.com slash Pick 6. Some restrictions apply. With Doug Flynn, I'm Jim Day. It's the Reds Hot Stove League presented by Budweiser. We're going to open up the phone lines. If you'd like to call in, 513-749-7000, 513-749-7000 on the Reds Hot Stove League. But for now, we continue our conversation with former Red Danny Graves, who's been added to the Reds radio broadcast team this season and Danny I know you have followed the game closely in your broadcast duties uh, I imagine you're uh, very hopeful for the future with all these young arms the Reds have right now it is pretty exciting seeing what these guys have and I know the the, the minor league systems got graded uh, as of late and, and the Reds are in the top 10 so I, I think there's a lot to look forward to uh, Mac Jenkins to me is a great pitching guy um, to, to be able to help these young guys. He's able to relate with them. And, and I think when you have these kind of arms, it's just it's only a matter of time when they all start clicking. Hopefully it's sooner than later, uh, and then maybe we'll start talking about these guys like the Mets talk about their young studs in their rotation. So I think um, there's been some patience. We need to have a little more patience with the young guys, but they have the ability to go out there and dominate at some point, and we just hope that they figure it out sooner than later. Danny, we were talking today about some of the the preparations the pitchers have on the mound, and it seems to me, I mean, I know as a defensive player, I would love for my pitcher to work a little quicker. Today's pitchers seem to be a lot slower, and to me that has nothing with hurrying up the game. It just has with keeping the flavor, the tempo, and all of that in the game that makes it a lot better. Do you, one way or the other, do you feel that they're a little slower now? And as you pitch, did you like to pitch just a little quicker? Well, you, you know, that, that's such a great point right now, Dougie. When, when I watch these guys, and it's especially the younger guys that are doing it, not just the Reds, but all of baseball, where these pitchers are taking a lot of time in between pitches. And to me, that was always a sign of uh, insecurity or unsure of what your stuff is or, or you know, how good your stuff is. Uh, so it's almost the, like that saying we always say, think, think long, think long. So when you're out there – not having um, a rhythm, then, then of course, you know, you can't just get a feel of the ball um, like you would when you get back up there, get right back on the mound. I loved getting the ball and getting back on the mound. Uh, 
not just for myself, but for like you mentioned, the, the infielders appreciate that. They they really do, and <laughs> I think you can if you can keep your tempo up, you can afford to walk a guy or two because your your defense is still ready. You know, when you take a lot of time in between pitches, I think the, the defense basically falls asleep. Like when you say in Little League, you're, they're falling asleep out there because there's no action and, and it's boring, and that's what makes baseball boring to some people. So I, I just wish that, you know, if I was ever a pitching coach or an advisor, I would say stop walking around the mound unless it's like a situation where you just need to take a breath. But get yeah. the ball and get back on the mound. Know a game plan. They have all these scattering reports. You should know what you're doing for each situation, for each batter before they get there. There's no reason to be thinking out there. And I think if they're going to think out there – Trust their catcher. Trust Tucker Barnhart back there. He's a pretty good, pretty good catcher. You know, trust these guys behind the plate if you're not sure. So just don't walk around so much. You worked as a reliever and a starter over your major league career. Ew. What's your feeling about the? What's the... <laughs> All right. Uh, you had to remind me. I of brought that, up a yeah? sore subject, right? Yeah. <laughs> but very sore. My, my question would be. Um, you know, some of these max effort pitchers that are guys that are trying to throw it through the backstop, and we talked about this uh, during the broadcast today, of uh, guys that are just max out all the time and not necessarily being controlled pitchers. Would you like to see some of these guys back off and the scouts not be so enamored with the guys that throw 95 to 100, but guys that have control and can paint both sides of the plate? You know, you don't understand how bad I would love to see that, Jim. And I think it's most of the former players, old school players that, that want to see that. And, you know, it's great to be able to throw 95 to 100, but you don't have to do it every pitch. And especially this day and age, them guys with the bat, they can hit 95 to 100 with no problem. So it's just it's a matter of being able to pitch. You know, if, if you're going to throw that hard, you better figure out how to pitch too. You can't just blow up by guys like you did uh, at the lower levels or even in college or high school. And, I mean, I, I think if I were to be a player – during this time, uh, there's no way I'd make it to the big leagues because I, I don't throw hard enough. I don't look the part, and I just sabermetrically, <laughs> Dougie, I, I just don't think I would yeah. fit, you know. But I ended up playing for 11 years because I felt like I knew how to pitch and, and I knew how to go out and get guys out. So it's, it's not like that anymore. Uh, people are bred nowadays from a young age from this travel ball all the way through high school to through college just to grip it and rip it, throw it as hard as you can. And people wonder why we see so many more Tommy John surgeries as of late than, than back when I played and back when you played, Dougie. You're uh, following in the footsteps of your buddy, you know that, Tommy Humes. <laughs> yeah, to Tommy again. Humes. <laughs> Humes, did you just drop an S on the end of that? That's that's our boy, isn't it, Danny? Boy, Humes, it, it, it sure is. Yeah, we we put an S on it during uh, fantasy camp, Jim. That, uh, for whatever reason, that's just okay. who he is, Tommy Humes. Yeah, where, where did this he, come from? Is this a story that can be told on the air? The Humes. I, you know, I just recall during Kangaroo Court one time. Um, you know, we're always together. We're always coaching together, and something came up. And I said, it's Tom Humes. It's his fault. And then I don't know why I said it. I just added a, an S, maybe because he's getting a little chunkier. I don't know. We get chunky in our old age. Maybe there's two of them. I, don't, I, I really don't know. I just threw an S on there, and it's stuck ever since. 
Tommy <laughs> Humes, one of the greatest human beings on earth. And I know, yes. uh, you know, being a former bullpen coach, uh, he, uh, you and he developed a very close relationship, and he's been a tremendous influence on your life. He has, and, you know, I, I really owe pretty much my whole baseball career uh, to him. Um, what he did for me when I got traded over to Cincinnati, it was a time where I, I just was lost. I was hurt. Um, I didn't know what my future was going to be, and he was always keeping me positive. You know, and ended up having surgery in the off season. I got traded, and the next year, like he was right there for me, um, just a positive role model for me. And then, uh, you know, following year, my dad passed away during spring training, and and he became my father basically um he just took me in took me under his wing and and i can't get away from him now (laughs) you know and i don't want to i don't want to i think he's been such a um positive guy for me off the field um way more than on the field and i i just i can't thank him enough him and susan are probably the greatest people you ever meet. And and Doug and Olga Flynn are right behind them. And I'm not kidding, Dougie. You guys are right behind them. No question about it. Well said, Danny. Hey, we're looking uh we're looking forward to uh you being added to the Reds radio broadcast team and uh coming back into the fold with the Reds, if you will. And uh we really appreciate your time coming on tonight and uh we can't wait to see you, my friend. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me. And uh anytime you need me just call me up, and I'll be there for you. That Thank is you, big boy. Appreciate Danny you, Graves joining us here on the Reds Hot Stove League. More to come. If you would like, 513-749-7000 is the phone number as we roll on from Glendale, Arizona, presented by Budweiser. Registration is now open for the official baseball and softball camps of the Cincinnati Reds. This summer, 15 camps are scheduled and are open to boys and girls ages 6 six to 14, he said. A full list of camps and dates is available at reds.com slash camps. With Doug Flynn, I'm Jim Day. It's the Reds Hot Stove League presented by Budweiser. We're still in the press box at Camelback Ranch in Glendale, Arizona after a slugfest of a day here today, Doug Flynn. Uh, Reds had the lead for most of this game. In the end, they score 12, but the White Sox put 14 on the board, scoring five runs off of Jackson Stevens in the bottom of the eighth. And that is a good news, bad news scenario. Yeah, you know, been waiting for the bats to kind of come to life. They did yesterday as well. We saw them score seven runs and got a lot of base hits today. The same thing happened. Shebler continues to stay hot, as does most of the lineup. But the pitching today, you know, I really think, and without making an excuse, that long first inning had a little bit to do with Homer and his slow start today. Because you come in, the Reds hit for 35 minutes. The next thing you know, he's expecting to go out in 15. Not going to make an excuse for that, but I would bet that has a little bit to do with it this early in the year. Line for Homer, three innings, seven hits, six runs they were earned. Did not walk a batter, struck out one, but gave up two home runs on the offensive side. For the Reds, again, a couple of home runs. Scott Shevler, Scott, uh, or excuse me, uh, Tucker Barnhart. And I tell you what, you, you mentioned Shevler yesterday, a couple of doubles the opposite way. And, um, man, he looked good today with the opposite field home run, a two-run shot in the second. Also had a couple of other hits. Uh, what was he, four for four on this game? 
um, and scored three runs today. So if uh, Shevler can start keep climbing the, the ladder and ascend up, you know, the Reds will be in business in the corner outfield spots. You know, he went on a streak like this last year, I think, at some point in time where he hit a lot of home runs, but he was so quiet at the plate. Mm-hmm. He would, you know, the ball that was inside, he wouldn't try to pull it all the time. He'd take it several times, but when you threw him out over the plate, he was comfortable of hitting gap to gap, and he has so much power, he can go out of the yard, especially in river, in uh, Riverfront, in Great American Ballpark, <laughs> any place in that one. So I love it when he's quiet at the plate and he's hitting the ball to all different fields. Uh, he And he right now, he's got a certain sound when that ball hits the bat that is different than the other hitters. He sure does. Joey Vidal gets his first hit of the spring this afternoon. He scored a couple of runs. Tucker Barnhart, in addition to the two-run home run, had a RBI ground out here today. Uh, elsewhere, it was Nick Senzel with the sacrifice fly RBI. And uh, Dilson Herrera with the Dilson big game. Dilson Herrera with the big game here today. He was the designated hitter. A couple of RBIs going three for four today. Three singles, one of them the infield variety. And uh, you've uh, seen very little of him, but uh, Nick Senzel was playing Third base today, they've been working him some at shortstop, but uh, in a very small sample size, at least for your eyeballs, uh, what do you like? Well, I like everything about him. Uh, I think he, I watched him come in and take a ground ball that he made the, with instincts, made the decision to charge the ball right off the get. If he hesitates at all, he's not going to make it. And then he had a tough play over the bag that he throws the ball. He didn't quite get enough on the throw, was sinking on him, gets by Joey Votto. Uh, it didn't cost him anything because Joy does a good job of throwing the runner out at third base. But all of his instincts are good. His footwork looks good. Of course, we know he can swing the bat. No doubt about that. Opening day tickets. You can get them this weekend. We'll tell you how on the other side as we return on the Reds Hot Stove League presented by Budweiser. Red Sox totally presented by Budweiser with Doug Flynn. I'm Jim Day. Opening day coming up the end of the month. Thursday, indeed I said Thursday, March 29th. The Reds will open with a three-game set against the Washington Nationals. And you can get opening day tickets. Opening day tickets on sale Saturday. The limited supply is available at the Great American Ballpark ticket windows only. You can buy up to four opening day tickets per person, and no additional game purchases are required. And in the past, fans have lined up for this, and you can do that again. Uh, The Reds will allow you to start lining up for this on Friday morning at 9 a.m. They'll form a line for those tickets, and you'll get a wristband indicating their place in line. Uh, You may not hold spots for friends or family who are not in attendance, though, so... Opening day tickets, Saturday, 9 a.m., the Great American Ballpark ticket windows only. And we hope you will turn out for not only opening day, but opening night, first series, and as much as you can throughout the 2018 season for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, are you going to pitch a 10 out there Friday, Dougie? I'll probably do it a little earlier than that. Uh, you know, if I want to do it, I'm going to come and stay a week. You know, and then park it. And I know plenty of friends that will bring me down some food and stuff. Very nice. Yeah. Now, you have uh, the unusual distinction of not only broadcasting games, but you're also in uniform mornings with the coaching staff. You go through the meetings with the coaches. You throw some BP when they need it. You're hitting fungos to players in uniform. 
What's the general feeling you get in the coach's room in the clubhouse about the, you know, the aura surrounding this team and maybe some of the optimism for 2018? Well, I, I will say this very um, confidently and unashamedly that these guys get their work in. They are a hard-working bunch. They're at the ballpark at 530. And that means coaches who are getting their work in, preparing to try to get the players ready to go. It's a very relaxed atmosphere. Um, I, I don't. There's no sense of urgency, I don't think. I, uh, people seem to be getting their work done, and they're hoping that if they're healthy, they're going to throw up the form like the pitchers that we know that they can be. The hitters are getting plenty of swings. Um, it, it's a very – it's a good atmosphere. I mean, if – and, and my feeling as a player, if you can't come here and get yourself ready with the conditions, with everything that's kind of laid out for you, you got no business being in the game. How has it changed since you played? I mean, spring training, oh. uh, it is completely different nowadays. Well, you hate to keep saying back in my day. Yeah. But there's a huge difference. One, biggest difference, obviously, is the money guys make. But we never had breakfast at the ballpark. You'd have to eat on your own, then get to the ballpark. You didn't have any weight machines and all that. You didn't have a strength train uh, coordinator. So you would come, and the way you got in shape was running, jump rope, that kind of stuff. The food that you have, they have today that, I mean, it's like eating at Jeff Ruby's when you go to the ballpark there and eat. When we were there, you had watered-down Gatorade, watered-down soup. If you were lucky, you got a piece of celery and it's kind of the way it was. Now, I'm and not you saying – to walk uphill in, in the snow. The snow. But you know what? (laughs) That's what I went on strike for three times is to make conditions better for these guys. Yeah. So I'm happy. I don't care how much they make. I hope they do good. Just have a little respect for who came before you and that it wasn't always like this. Times have changed, certainly, but it's a more specialized game. And the game has grown by leaps and bounds and uh, mostly all for the better. And you know what? They treat me like royalty out here. So I I, I am more than... Uh, humbled by the way that I get treated, not only by the, the ball club, but by the guys, the staff that's there in the clubhouse. I love those people. Well, you got to have some guy to hold it all together. That's why they call you the glue. The glue. We'll be back with our final segment from Glendale, Arizona. It's the Reds Hot Stove League presented by Budweiser. Enter Scooter's Scooter Sweepstakes for your chance to win Scooter Jeanette's Yamaha Zuma 125 Scooter. A one-of-a-kind scooter was presented to Scooter in recognition of his five-hit, four-home run, 10-RBI game on June 6th of last season. Only $10 per entry. All proceeds benefit the Reds Community Fund. See official rules at reds.com slash scooter. Final time here from Camelback Ranch, Glendale, Arizona, Reds Hot Stove League presented by Budweiser. He's Doug Flynn. I'm Jim Day. The Reds will turn their attention, Doug, to Tomorrow, it's a trip to North Scottsdale, face the Rockies. Right-hander Luis Castillo on the hill. I'll be alongside Marty Brenneman, 305 Eastern Time, first pitch on the Reds Radio Network. I imagine you like what you see from Luis Castillo. How do you not? Yeah. You you look at all the guys they got that you're counting on for next year. That's one that after watching him throw, man, the poise that he has to go along with some great stuff. Yes, sir. So it's back-to-back road games for the Reds, and then they'll return Back to Goodyear Ballpark. Two night games, Friday and Saturday, the first of five night games in Arizona. Friday against the Rangers, right-handed pitcher Anthony DiSclefani will start for the Reds. Tyler Malley will also throw 
that night. Saturday, they'll host the Mariners. Righty Sal Romano on the hill for the Reds. Next week, we'll be emanating this show from North Scottsdale. And we thank you for joining us here on the Reds Hot Stove League along the Reds radio network. As always, thank you very, very much. For my broadcast partner, Doug Flynn, I'm Jim Day. Until next time, so long, everyone.